God is good. This spring, um, let you know ahead of time when we're going to share it, but this spring, we're going to teach on Wednesday nights um, regarding the gifts of the Spirit. We do that usually about once a year. We teach on the gifts of the Spirit and the understanding of being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying into the tongues and what that's really about. It's Bible, you know, we're not afraid of it. Um, but people need to know it, they need to understand it and be able to embrace it. And so this spring, we'll do that. If you don't pray in other tongues and you're interested, you, you want to do that, I mean, it's for everybody. It's not just for a handful of people or for some people and not for others. It's for everybody. And so we're going to, We'll teach on it this spring sometime, and um, I, I have great expectation every time that we teach on it and then pray for people, they receive it, because when there's a teaching and information about it where you can grab a hold of it and receive it, and you just get it, and, and why would we want to live on the earth without something that God had planned for us in the beginning to operate in so that we can know him greater, understand him, and we have an, an outlet to God. We have a connection with God that the devil knows nothing about. Amen? He has no connection with God through our ability to pray into the tongues. And, and it, it's, it, it's a treasure and a value that each of us should have and operate in. Amen? So we'll do that this spring. Um, <clears throat> so tonight... We, um, that was a great song, isn't it? Good job on that song. Really good job. That's a, that's an awesome song. Great words. You, you get more and more out of that song when you listen to it and realize who's singing it, who it's being sung to, who it's for, and actually you can swap it out in different ways and it, and it really says a lot that that song does. He's a good, good father. Amen? He's a good, good, good father. Um, I put a quote on <clears throat> social media this week. How many liked it and saw it? How many know what I'm talking about? John D. Rockefeller Sr. Passed away in 1936. First billionaire. And if you read his story, I've told it, I, I just, I love the story, but he started the March of Dimes. And he had been diagnosed with a terminal disease, and they gave him a very short period of time to live. He was about either 84 or 85, somewhere in there. And he lived another 11 years. He passed away at 96. <clears throat> and he got born again. He began to give all his money away, and the more he gave away, the more he made. You know, more came to him. He understood it. He built churches everywhere. Uh, Trinity Church in, in Lower Manhattan, he built uh, that's just one of them. There's uh, a dozen others that he built during this time period. And he just had a passion for helping people that he got in his journey when they told him he was going to pass, and he said, I'm going to live and not die. I mean, I, I, don't ha I don't see a quote that he ever said that, that that's what happened. I'm going to live and not die. I'm gonna, if I'm going down, I'm going to live my life to give. And he gave and he gave and he gave, and it came even more. And, you know, his, his, you know the rest is history, his whole all of his family, all, they're all billionaires. Or, you know, I saw where his grandson just passed away at 101, you know. So, you know, you can like 
those people or not, or, and you know, they could have all kinds of crooked things going on or whatever, but at least the story that I read, that somebody in the midst of life and having everything realized there was something more, amen? And it was Jesus Christ, and he did some amazing things. But the quote was, I've got to find the quote, here it is. the quote was I was early taught to work as well as play my life has been one long happy holiday full of work and full of play I dropped the worry on the way and God was good to me every day He dropped the worry along the way, meaning he lived a life full of worry, but he dropped it along the way because he realized, what do I have to worry about if God loves me every day? (laughs) Whoa, I love that quote. You need to, if you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, you need to follow me and you need to repost things like that, amen? Anyway, thought that was great. That was free. That didn't have anything to do with my message. <clears throat> it was just really good. Worth repeating. So <clears throat> we've been this year talking about the name of Jesus and understanding the name of Jesus. And tonight my message is entitled Faith in Him. Faith in Him. <clears throat> and Every time that the word is preached, every, every time, uh, I'm, this morning, <clears throat> I'm driving here and Joel Osteen's on the radio and I'm listening to him preach. And it doesn't matter who's preaching the word, you need word that is going to take you to up new levels, that's going to challenge you that's going to cause you to want to grow in faith and trust in God. So you don't just listen to anybody and everybody and just throw it all together and say, whatever will be, will be. You want things that are building your faith. Amen? Every time you hear, you come here and you're hearing me preach, what I'm delivering is what I've spent time hearing from God for you. So when you're hearing what I'm saying, you're receiving it as from God. Amen? You're receiving from what I'm saying, but it's from God because it's His Word. Okay? But you have to take what you hear, and you have to judge it for yourself, and, and know that what's being taught is true. That it's absolutely true. And, and the Bible says, if you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right? And, and there's two pieces to the truth. It's the word preached and then the word revealed. So the word preached will not bring the revelation to you. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. But the word preached brings you knowledge and understanding that you need for the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Tonight we're talking about faith in Him. Faith in His name. Faith in who he really is. So, you might think that this message is one thing, but it's probably going to be a little different twist than what you think it is, okay? And we're going to start 
with James chapter 3 and verse 2. James 3 and 2. And then we're going to look at Proverbs 18.21. James 3 and 2 says, For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. But if anyone does not offend in speech, do we have the Amplified up there? Look what it says in the, in the parentheses right there. If anyone does not offend in speech, in, in other words, defining that is he never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character, a perfect, that word perfect there is mature, developed, a fully developed character, a developed, mature man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. Wow. (laughs) that's That's a lot of words. That's like this huge responsibility. But what he's saying is, if we learn to say the right things day to day, that empowers us to act right and respond right. How many know that some of the worst things that come out of you are your responses to what other people do and say? Did you hear me? I mean, it can be somebody you don't even know, pulls out in front of you in traffic or whatever. I, I think I've worn that one down. I'm going to have to come up with a better example of something. We talked about traffic for too long. Uh, But, you know, somebody at work, somebody, you can be at a grocery store and, you know, maybe you're in a hurry and somebody won't get out of your way. And, man, you just, I mean, you envision yourself taking that basket and just ramming them right up, you know, against the canned goods or whatever, right? I mean, all kinds of things like that can happen. Our responses to what other people do. You know, if you're in the store and you're in a hurry, they don't know you're in a hurry. It's not their fault, right? So move around them, huh? And believe God and trust God that you're going to make it where you need to be. You don't have to get all stressed out and in such a hurry or, or whatever. I'm, to, I'm talking to the choir, right? I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking and, and declaring out there that he said, if you want to control your actions... Watch what you say. Right? Proverbs 18 and 21. We've read this verse of Scripture a lot. Proverbs 18 and 21. I thought they moved Proverbs here for a minute. (laughs) Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat its fruit. Watch what the Amplified says in the second part. They who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. They'll eat the fruit of death or life. The word death there is not ceasing to exist. That word death there is defined as destruction. They'll be destroyed in this life if they don't realize that that our responsibility is to know what we're saying and 
to deal with what we say. Death and life are in the power of what you say. You want to control your life and have your life under control. It starts by watching what you say. Coming to a place in your mind. One of the confessions that I have over my life every day is, I never say the wrong thing. I say that over myself every single day. I never say the wrong thing. And when, I, when, when something comes out of my mouth that shouldn't, I'm quick to repent because that's not my goal. My goal is just never say the wrong thing. See, and if I say the wrong thing, oh, okay, I'm a worthless piece of crap. I'm so horrible because I say this and I should never say, no, 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 no. See, now you're into works. Now you're trying to do it in your own ability. No, you're quick to repent. The blood of Jesus has already delivered you, forgiven you, and empowered you to go from that thing you said, repent, and then go do it right. I never say the wrong thing because my whole life, my whole life is based on what I say. Your whole life is based on what you say. In other words, what we say is steering our life even now, like the steering wheel of a car. You are steering and directing your life based on what you say. Whether you, whether you believe that or not, I promise you that you are. And, we, and you'll see a couple things that we talk about here. Mark 11 and verse 23. <clears throat> verse 23 of Mark. It says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. So what I want to focus on in this verse right now is what you say. If he believes that what he says is going to come to pass, then he'll have whatever he says. Now, let's, let's bring together all three of those verses. So when you believe that what you say is going to come to pass, death or life, destruction or blessing, then you might become more aware of how important it is to watch everything that comes out of your mouth. You know, when, when I first heard teaching like this years ago, when I, first, I, I mean, I, I heard teaching like this right after I got born again. And when I started hearing teaching like this, man, I, I, was, I, I, I was a Nazi with it. I mean, I was, I was, people didn't want to be around me, you know, because I, man, you said anything that wasn't right, man, I was in your face. And I had family members that just ran from me because, you know, they, people didn't want to hear. Oh, don't say that. You know, I mean, I was, just, I was just on top of people about it. And that's not the right attitude either. See, it's got to work in you before you'll ever help anybody else. And when it starts working in you, you'll have grace for other people. Because you'll remember 
once it's really working with you and you're bearing fruit of the fact that you're saying right things and you're stopping yourself before you say the wrong things or have the wrong actions, you're controlling yourself because you've been working on what you say, you'll have great grace for other people because you'll remember what it was like, the life you lived, when you didn't control what you say. You'll have great grace for people. See, because... Because when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, there's great grace for you, and that great grace will flow through you to other people. You're not quick to judge and hammer other people. But when you're trying to make that work, a lot of times you offend other people with it. And God doesn't want us to do that either. How many believe that? Amen? So what you say is so vitally important. Um, So, you know, Things that, you know, there, there, are, there are things that, that will come out, of my, come out of your mouth. And one of the things that has helped me, and I've, I've taught this before around here, but I'm, but I'm saying it to you kind of in a little bit different way tonight, because we're talking about where we're going to is a passage of Scripture about having faith in Him. But one of the things that's helped me is, you know, um, before I understood if, let's say, my body hurt and I didn't feel well, well, out of my mouth, I'd, I'd say, out of my mouth, I'm sick. And what happened over time is God showed me through other people's teaching, and then it just kind of hit me this way. Well, okay, then if you say so, then you're sick. I might say something about someone else's response. I might be at church and I walk by Randy and he just ignores me. Well, you know, he just, he just absolutely rude. Well, if you say so. Well, he didn't care anything about me. Well, if you say so. You see, see the, see, the devil wants you in the negative because if the three passages of Scripture we just talked about are true, and, and whether you control and live in victory and above and not underneath is based on what you say, then what I had to do was I had to remind myself when I hear, heard myself say something like that, well, I said that, but that's not my confession. It doesn't matter if he said hi to me or not, I'm going to love him. It doesn't matter if he said the right thing or did the right thing or not. What I'm responsible for is my reactions. See? I'm not going to allow self-pity to set in and myself talk about and declare out of my mouth specific things that are only going to bind me up and the people that I deal with. See, because words have power. And, and when, when you put words out there, they're out there in the Spirit, and there's no distance in the Spirit. And words in Kerrville, Texas, you can be cursing somebody with your mouth in New York City, and those words will work against them because there's no distance in the Spirit realm. That's why it's so vital. If we're, if, if we're going to change the world one person at a time, that one person is you. That's how you'll change the world. Because the compassion and the great grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and the love and the great faith that you'll operate in when you're in control of your life, the world has not seen very many of those people. But the, the world is seeing more and more of them because they're seeing you. 
right? They're seeing other Christian people that are not just born again and unrenewed and carnal in their thinking, but they're developing and renewing their mind and embracing things like we're talking about tonight, and the world is realizing there's major changes going on. I mean, just look, at, just look at Hollywood. Look at the movie industry, all the Christian movies that are coming out. I mean, that are power-packed. Huh? There's something about what's happening in the world right now. It's because Christian people are rising above their circumstances and becoming more concerned about others than they are themselves. Man. And I'm telling you, You can have a lot of good ideas up here, but it won't work if you don't change what you say. It won't work. You can have a lot of good ideas. You can have tons of good intention. And you know what? Good intention, people say, hey, you know, good intention's not good enough. Well, for a while it is. For a while it is. You can, I mean, I'd rather see somebody with a good intention and they're failing and coming back and doing it again than not having any good intention at all. It'll work for a while, but you can't can't depend on good intention. It's got to go beyond just having good intention and really actually doing it because of your conviction and your love for God. Amen? So those things that we say, what we have to do is we we have to become a person like, and I'm just going to use this as an example, and I'm not saying this in a literal way, so don't take it that way, okay? But I'd rather cut my arm off than to say something about somebody that was created in the image of God or to allow myself to speak things in a negative way about somebody I'd rather cut my arm off than say something that is in, 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 a, in a cursed form over anybody or anything. What is this the year of following through? Amen? How about you? Are, are you purposing to follow through this year? Are you gaining revelation? It's the, it's the year, it, it is the time of heaven come to the earth. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? It's a year of blessing and favor upon God's people. I'm declaring those things. I'm declaring them over you, over this church body, and I will not be moved by present conditions that may not appear to be exactly right and not embrace my portion. My present condition is not my portion. Everything is subject to change, and the change in my life will only happen when I change what I say. Only, 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 only. I mean, just think of this. I've done this before. You've probably seen other people do this, but just think of it. Okay, so you have a good thought, and you try to take the thought in your head and put it to work. It won't work. So I have a thought. What does that thought say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What matters is, is whether you say it or not. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. So when I'm infused with power from the anointed one and his anointing and it's empowering me, 
There's not anything I can't do. I can do everything. I can shut my mouth. I can declare righteous things. I cannot be moved by somebody doing me wrong. I I can love people that are unlovely. I can be kind in unkind situations. I can be patient when when, when impatience wants to rule in my life. And I can do all those things because I'm infused with power from up on high. That's who I am. That's who you are. Have to be busy saying these things. We can know these things, but if we're not doing these things, it won't work. Can you say amen? We're talking about having faith in Him. Faith in Him. Hebrews 3 and verse 1. Hebrews 3 and 1. Actually, can you can you put can you put that uh, put that in the NIV for me? NIV. N one B. Is that an issue? NIV. Here it comes. I need a drink of water anyway. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, say, that's me, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and the high priest whom we confess. Fix your thoughts on Jesus who is the one who watches over what you say. There's a scripture that says, God Make sure that his word comes to pass. He watches over his word to see it performed. His word. That's why, why do I need to be saying anything else but that? I need to be speaking his word. And speaking his word is not, it's not this legalistic law. It's not this pressure it, it, it may seem monotonous at times, but it's not just confession out of your mouth that is, that is just repetitive all the time. Because there's different thoughts about confession that a person has to embrace. Day-to-day confession. I have confessions in my phone that I speak over myself, my family, the church body here, Lots of different people. People that, are, that don't even live here in this town that are going through things that they've asked me to pray. I speak over them. I, I make notes of these things. So I speak the word over lots of different people on a day-to-day basis. But then, then there are words in the moment that God gives me that are vital to declare. I told you last Wednesday night, God's been saying to me every single day, any thought that comes to my mind that's contrary, says fix your thoughts on Jesus, anything that's contrary to Jesus, I'm going to declare out of my mouth, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. What that means to me is, if I have a thought that I can't do something, I'm going to erase that thought and replace it with that thought. See, because he's watching over to make sure that 
things that come to me telling me I can't do something, he watches over his word to prove to me that I can. See, because Jesus already has. It's not about Jesus overcoming. It's about me receiving from him what he's already done and me believing that I can do the exact same thing. That the word will work for me the same way it did for him when he was on the earth. That's what I'm being convinced of. Amen? Chapter 4 and verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. In essence, what it's saying in, have faith in him, trust that what he says is more real than what you see or how you feel. And that if something needs to change in your life, it's going to change. The beginning of the change is going to happen based on what you say. 10th chapter, 23rd verse of Hebrews. <clears throat> Let us hold fast. Everybody say, hold fast. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Everything that God has promised, he is faithful to. He is faithful. So God wants you to have faith and trust in what he has said so that that's what you say, it's what you meditate on, and it's what you have confidence that he's watching over. Okay, so everybody close your eyes just for a second and think of something that you need done right now in your life. Think of something that you need to see a change in or you need, you need to see the manifestation of. You need to see something accomplished. You want to see things in, in a specific area. Now everybody get one thing and get fixed on that. Now look at me. I've given you the instruction to see that change or to see manifestation come. And it comes from the beginning of it comes from changing what you say and being aware of it. But more than that, it's realizing that he watches over his word to see it performed. So what you can't accomplish in the natural, you can accomplish in him. But if, you're, if your meditation is on what you can't do, it will shut down your ability to receive. You remember in Mark eleven twenty three, It's whatever you say is so. Now see, I can... I can teach this to you tonight but tonight when you go home and you lay your head on the pillow and you're meditating on something that's not true and you're not doing anything with it that's what you believe and and that's what will end up coming out of your mouth so what you say is so that's what will be so right. see even though he's already set it up for your so to be different than some of the other so's that you've had i don't want those so's i want his so i want Whatever I say is so, I want it to be what he's already said is so. 
So now I'm, all I'm doing is enforcing what he says is right, and I can have everything that I say. When I believe that what he said is so is so, and I believe he's watching over that to make sure that it comes to pass for me. And, and it's got to work for you before you can help other people. You see, some people think, well, you know, he's just talking and it's all selfish. and it's all. No, no, no. It's got to work for you so you can help other people. Listen, if, if what I'm talking about were the thing that you were focused on when you closed your eyes, if what you've heard tonight helps you to see that come through, tell me you won't be excited to share that with other people. Huh? When you're having manifestation, you want to share that with other people. When things aren't working, why are you going to take the time to tell people, yeah, it'll work, but you know, whatever. They're not going to believe you because they can tell it's not working for you. And it changes by what you say. And, it, and, and taking the responsibility for understanding that he wants it for you more than you want it. See, it says he's faithful. Look, look at that verse again, verse 23. Let us hold fast our confession, what we say, the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised, he's faithful, even when we're not. And you're going to see that in this last passage in a moment that, that we're going to read. In fact, let's go there. <clears throat> Mark chapter 9. I'm going to read about 15 verses in Mark chapter 9, and then we'll look at it. I thought about just talking, it, talking about it and then shortening it, but then I changed my mind. I'm going to read it. <clears throat> Verse 14. And when he came, Jesus, when he came to, to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately... When they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are, you, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Now, <clears throat> a few chapters before, Jesus had given them the authority to heal people, to cast out devils, to do everything that he was doing. He gave his disciples authority, and I mean, it was happening. It was happening. And then all of a sudden, they bring him this boy that was possessed or whatever he was, and they couldn't cast the devil out of him. Let me ask you the question. Because the disciples couldn't cast the devil out of him, was it the will of God for the devil to be in that man? Absolutely not. If Dale comes to me, and he, the, there's something wrong in his physical body and he asks me to pray and I lay hands on him and speak over his body and the circumstances don't change, does that mean it wasn't God's will for him to be well? Absolutely not because the Bible says by his stripes we're healed. 
No matter whether you see manifestation or not, Jesus died one time for all people across the board, and it's His will that all of us are well. It's His will. So what's the issue? The issue is, now I'm going to say this, don't, don't take me wrong when I say this, the issue is three things that I'm going to give you, but what it's the lack of is faith in Him. Faith in Him. Now, some of you are hearing that in a, in a specific way, like, well, you, you're telling us that we don't have faith. I didn't say that. No, no, no. I said, his disciples couldn't cast him out. Couldn't cast the devil out of this young boy. Why? That's what we're going to look at. But that doesn't change what the will of God is. The will of God is for that man to be delivered. Because, watch. So, they couldn't. And, uh, and did I read verse 18? Yeah, I did. He throws him in the fire and all the different stuff. So verse 19. And Jesus answered him and said, You poor darlings. No, this is Jesus. I'm just reading what he said. You faithless generation. Faith in him, the Savior, the healer, the deliverer, the everything is what they were lacking. Now, was he just talking to the multitudes? No, I think specifically he was talking to his disciples. I've given you this authority. I've told you what to do. And there's no faith here or because my, the will of the Father was for that boy to be set free. Why? Because of what we read here. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So if I'm sitting here and, and you know, Say Randy's got some young son and he brings him and he's, this has happened to him and he's standing up here and all of a sudden I, he tells me about it and he tells me that you know nobody in the church could do it and so he's coming to me. And so the boy falls on the ground and he's foaming, he's wallering, he's just jumping around, bam, 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 all, all over the place. And Jesus just ignored him. Notice, he didn't say anything to the boy, and the boy is wallowing. What, what does it mean to wallow? Bam, 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 bam. Rolling around, foaming at the mouth, all kinds of stuff. People all standing around. Jesus isn't concerned because Jesus knows what the will of the Father is. See? And he has faith in the Father. He said, I only do what Father says, and I don't do anything else. But... The verse before that, he's, he's acknowledging the fact that they're a faithless generation where this situation is concerned. In other words, there's no faith. Or the devil would have left. There's not, there's not faith developed. You remember the scriptures we just got through talking about? What did it say in James 3, 2? We all say a lot of different things, but when a per or we do a lot of things that don't work, but when a person never says the wrong thing, he's developed and he's mature 
and on the receiving end of all that God has. So, here is, and you'll, we'll see this in, the, in these couple of scriptures, right? Here is a situation where people are not believing. You ever been there? Who hasn't? You're lying if you say you haven't been. He, so he says, faithless generation, how long shall I bear? Verse 20. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him immediately, the spirit convulsed. I already read that. Verse 21. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And remember, bam, 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 bam. So, uh, so sir, how long? Bam, 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 bam. How long has this been going? Bam, 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 bam. He's, how long has this been going on? Because see, what Jesus was after, he doesn't want to leave and leave the generation faithless. See, he's more concerned not about casting the devil out so people can think he's all that. He's more, about, he's more concerned about making sure that everybody else knows how to do it. See, so the faithless thing is not that the people are bad. They're not developed. And I've told you tonight how to develop faith. Faith gets developed when you change what you say. That's where it starts. Then he says, Father says from childhood, verse 22. Now watch, the Father's still answering, and notice here he exposes himself. He identifies where he's at. And often he has thrown him both, verse 22, thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if, what's if? It's doubt. It's doubt. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help him. And help us. In, in, in the Weiss translation of Mark 9 and verse 22 right here, uh, Charles Weiss uh, says in his commentary that in the literal the next thing that is said is Jesus saying, if I can, if I can, you're asking me if I can, and you know what? He answers the question with a question, and he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And what did the dad say? Next verse. Lord, I believe. Now watch. The deal is, you and I have to have faith in him. And when you have faith in him, it raises your level of faith for you to say, it's not if he can, but the answer to it is, I can, Lord, I believe. Watch this, and this is really good. You take this home with you tonight and be encouraged by what I'm fixing to say right here. Lord, I believe, but help me with these negative thoughts. Listen to me. You can have faith in your heart, 
and doubt in your head, and you can get results if you'll deal with the doubt in your head. See, James 3.2, when it says a perfect man, that's a, that's a bad word to put there. Because that word perfect means mature, developed. I'm telling you tonight, you can have doubts coming to your head. You can say, I believe because you're, you're daily confessing and trusting in him. Your faith is in him. And it'll cause you to overcome those negative thoughts that are trying to tell you it will not work when he's already said it will. And then he's saying to you, saying to me, whatever you say is so, will be so. If you're ifing me, you're in doubt. And until you get the ifs and the buts out, then the same stuff that you're not seeing happen is going to continue to not happen. But when you get the ifs and the buts out, and your faith and confidence is in me, and you can hear me tell you, because you believe, you're believing here, and faith is arising on the inside, you're going to get the results because God is faithful. He watches over his word to make sure that it's performed to somebody that is holding fast their confession, what they say out of their mouth, lining it up with his word and not how they feel, how it looks. Listen, man, there have been so many things through the years in my walk in 40 years with God where it looked like something wasn't working. And if I had given place and the times that I did, it didn't work. But I'm telling you, the victories that have come through, shutting my mouth, getting control of my thoughts, not allowing me to give in to my thoughts or present conditions or the way things look like and get all the ifs and the buts out, then all of a sudden I can hear God tell me how much he believes in me. And if God believes in me, it's all over but the shouting. And you'll find yourself shouting all, all day long, every day. You know why? Because as John D. Rockefeller said, God loved me every day. God loved me every day. The worry and the cares I put behind, I dropped them along the way because I realized God loves me so deeply and dearly. And he believes in you that you can actually do it. And you can be his mouth, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears. He, you can be him to the world. And that's what he needs. But you will never be him to the world if we don't do it his way. Can you say amen? Let me finish these last few verses. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out. And he said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you. Come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one who was dead, so that many said, he's dead. But then Jesus pulled him up. So, because the disciples couldn't cast him out, was that the will for that guy? Absolutely not, because we saw the will right here. But it was the will of the Father for them to rise above their natural circumstances and what they saw and to trust him and to believe in him and have faith in him and the power of he, who Jesus is and the power of his name. It was his, God's desire for that to happen in them, but it didn't, but that didn't change the will of God. Listen to me. When you see things not happen, that doesn't mean it's the will of God. 
When you see that there's something not happening, that doesn't mean that it's the will of God. There's three things, okay, that we've just talked about, but I'm just going to summarize this tonight. Three things. Um, <clears throat> there's either no faith in him in that situation. Number two, there's no faith to receive. And number three, there's no faith in you receiving based on what you're saying. I'm going to say it again. The reason, in other words, the reason that the disciples didn't see it is because their faith was lacking in believing in him. Because they came to him later and they said, Master, why could we not cast it out? And he said, these only come out with prayer and fasting. What does that mean? A consecrated life. A life that is developed and mature. You, not just anybody can do this. See, so it's a win-win. There's no condemnation. The disciples didn't go on and have all this condemnation because they couldn't cast the devil out. That's not what Jesus wanted. Even when he called them a faithless generation, he was making a point there, you're lacking faith and trust in what I sent you to do. And I sent you to do this, and you didn't accomplish it, but that didn't change the will of God. And you know what, you know what should encourage us on a day-to-day -day basis? When we know, when we start changing what we say, and our life begins to get lined up, then what we haven't seen manifest over time, the things that I ask you to get a picture of tonight that, you, that hasn't manifested or something that hasn't come to pass in your life, as you begin to change what you say and you begin to be developed and, and, and things get in line the way they need to, you'll see that happen because, because anything that is good for your life is the will of God. Because everybody say, God is good. He's good all the time. He's never bad. God will never put things on you that are bad. God will never put, no matter what other people think, God doesn't put sickness and disease on you because it's bad. He didn't create you to be sick. He, he came that we would be healed. Amen? Healed and set free and delivered. And when he establishes that on the inside of you because you begin to change what you say, then things that you haven't seen happen, they'll happen. They'll happen. But it's a real fine line of confessions being something that you do out of maintenance and changing the way you think to a confession that you speak out of your mouth that's in absolute faith and confidence in God. And you don't stop the other when you don't see a manifestation at a specific time. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get stronger. I, I'm going I'm to leave old things in the past. I'm pressing into new things, manifesting in my life. Whatever it takes, however long it takes, I don't care. I'm staying with it because I'm on the receiving end of everything that God has for me. Tonight we're talking about having faith in Him and having faith to receive from Him, knowing he watches over his word to see his word performed in your life. I, I, I can just tell you, 
He wants to see things performed in you and for you more than you do. I don't know about you, but there's some things I really want to see. And if he wants it more, man, I just rejoice. That's how much he loves me. That's how much he loves you. Can you say amen tonight?